Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And today we are talking about the continuing, what did you say before? It's the continuing um, sex adventures of Joshua Calvert and it really isn't, weirdly enough. No, it's a different term that you're using. Yes, so the Night's Dawn trilogy begins with um, the reality dysfunction published in uh, 1996 continues with the neutronium alchemist in 1997 and the naked god in 1999 so this book series is actually pretty old yes you know we're up to yeah. 26 years ago this <laughs> yeah. feels like recent like science fiction and i always got to remind myself about that when i'm like oh yeah what's the like the what's modern science fiction and i'm like oh yeah like ian and banks and it's like no no his first no, novel no, no, no. is 25 also, years ago. yesterday i told you that the matrix came out 24 years ago yeah so what we sometimes mm. think of as like stuff that i read after i was already in uh, stuff that was, was released not just that i read but stuff that was released and made after i was already an adult yep. is now yeah 26 years old okay uh, unfortunately to, up to, up is, to that yeah. amount let's say yeah um so uh, yes the collection of short stories there's the second chance at eden uh, shares the same universe and the confederation handbook documents that uh, the universe in non-fiction style so and I, this is peter hamilton yeah i'm just yeah. reading the yeah. the wikipedia the top of the wikipedia page for night's dawn trilogy um so uh, yeah that's it um so we we joked about the first book. Yeah, so I read the first. This is a big, chunky trilogy. Yeah. And uh, and I got into it because I read, I started reading one of uh, Peter F. Hamilton's new novels. I was like, a new novel that came out. I started reading it. And I was like, wait, this is young adult fiction. And uh, And in my review, I said, you know what? I'd rather just maybe read. I'd rather, I wish I was reading Night's Dawn trilogy instead. And so... You I did. went back to it. Huh. I uh, read the first book and we did a review about that a few weeks ago and we joked about that it was called Joshua Calvert's Sex Adventures. No, Penis oh, Adventures. Oh, Penis Adventures, that's it. That's penis the Adventures. term. I'd forgotten it. Let me bring up my notes over here as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And that's uh, that's based on uh, that's based on the main the main character who's starship pilot um, whose father died and left him a starship, and uh, although it wasn't a working starship, but he had oh. to use his uh, one of his magical abilities um, to, uh, to 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 save the day numerous times and go on penis adventures. In other words, have <laughs> sex with literally almost every female that he meets in the, in the book. Um, so, and when I say uses one of his magic uh, magic abilities, you like I talked quite. We were talking around the subject of that first book. I was just saying, um, I can't remember any magic abilities. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you go into this thinking this is uh, standard science fiction, space opera, you know, battles going on or whatever, yeah, that is. If you go into the book thinking that's what it is, you're like, okay, that's okay. what the book is. Okay, that it's it's science fiction, space opera. There's space battles and whatever. Yeah, but in the previous review. In the previous episode that we did a few weeks ago yeah. about the reality dysfunction, we kind of talked around that there is a twist in this book, but not so much like a plot twist or anything, but like an expectation flipping uh, moment okay. in that first book. Yeah. But we talked around it in that in the episode, in the podcast that we did, because yeah. I didn't want to get too much into spoilers about yeah. actually what's happening, because I think... <laughs> It's one of the great reveals of this science fiction series that it turns out it isn't actually science fiction. It isn't 100% science fiction. Ah. It's set in a science fiction world, but there's more going on. And so I'm going to blow the spoiler horn for... Uh, not this book that we're talking about now. <laughs> if you haven't read this series before and you don't know anything about it, go back and listen to our previous episode where we talked about the first book yeah. in this series. We talked to, look for um, Nightstorm uh, number one, yeah. the uh, reality dysfunction. Listen to that review because we're talking about the world and the setup and what we like about the writing and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we don't actually cover, you know, the plot or the overall story or what the what actually is happening in this in this trilogy of books and what the main bad guys or like what the main threat is to the world right and i think it, because it's so different from almost every single other science fiction book ever um or science fiction you know uh, what am i trying to say like space opera world thing world building, building thing. thing it's worth it so let's blow the spoiler horn not well, kind of not for this book but for the previous book because i want to get into sort of like how this book differs from the previous book and how this series differs from otherwise otherwise i'm going to talk about um you know what what that twist 
twist is, how it affects the science fiction, and also quite a bit about maybe religion, maybe, because I think it's really interesting okay, how Peter Hamilton talks about that. Yeah. Um, if you don't care about spoilers, if you, if you think I'm never going to read um, a multiple thousand page series, <laughs> um, which is 25 years old. And to be honest, Peter Hamilton has written better books than this, better series than this. Yeah. I think the combination of Pandora Star and Judas Unchained is better than this. Okay. I think the um, the uh, uh, weirdly enough the, the three follow-on bo- books from there, which is the um, oh I've forgotten what it's called, but it's the uh, uh, evolutionary void, the, the oh, dreaming yes. void, yes. evolutionary void, and These one of the, the void trilogy. Yeah. I think that's better than this. Yeah. Um, and I think the salvation trilogy, especially the first book, is better than this as well. There's there's other series of his which I don't think of this, but I, it's weird to say that I think this is like even though I'm I'm going to give this book like three and a half, four stars and the overall series, maybe more than that once yeah. I get to the end of it. Yeah. Like it's totally a four star trilogy and I think it's probably his fourth best epic science fiction <laughs> space opera series that he's done here. Yes, there can be nuances. There, yeah, there's 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 levels there's levels within <laughs> Peter F. Hamilton's work and I think yeah. this is his first big stab at all of this. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's, there's probably two or three other major series that you should probably read before you get to this one. And that's not to say it's not good i'm just saying that like you know if this doesn't sound like it's for you that's fine he's got other stuff which is less like this but i do want to get into it into that so again if you don't care about spoiling me spoiling the first book uh carry on listening but i just want you to mention that because it's always difficult to talk about the second book in a series or even the third book in a trilogy without like saying like what's changed since the first book or how does this (laughs) develop so let's do this at uh, seven minutes in let's blow the spoiler horn should we do it yeah do it go for it Oh, me? You do it. Yeah, do it. Okay, so uh, there we go. Hopefully people saw the, saw the spoiler horn there. Um, <laughs> totally stolen from the Incomparable podcast when they blow the spoiler horn. Yeah. Maybe, but I the guess, thing is, maybe they stole it from somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I guess then I, I also then have to be okay with hearing the spoilers now. Here's the thing. You read the first book. Yes. You just don't remember it that well. Oh, it's so difficult. It was the audible uh, okay. audio book. Well, that's actually part of this. German language yeah, you, issue. You, had the fir- you actually got the first two books, which is actually in German. That's the first one book in this series. Yes. And then I was like, hey, I'll check it out. I'll check out your audible to see if you've got the, sec- <laughs> the, the second and third books. And guess what? You did. You spent the two credits yeah. on the English version. So all yes. I did was sign out of my audible on my phone, yep. signed into your audible account yep. and got this book. I'd say for free, not for free, but it's like right there in the in the Audible um, uh, Audible account. Uh, I need to put my phone on silence because I was just having com- various conversations with people chatting, and now I'm getting notifications through. So do not disturb. On yes. All right, I can continue those uh, conversations after we finish this podcast without me getting distracted. So yeah, so uh, that's really handy that I uh, this is a big series and I didn't have to pay for it. I've my still pleasure. got my Audible credits just sitting there. I think I'm up to four Audible credits, yeah. which I will get through. But you know, oh, yeah, not we right need now. to find a book to read on the big. Trip. So here's the twist. Well, here's not yeah. the twist. Here's what happens in the first book is that it starts off and you're like, oh, lots of stuff's happening in the um, Confederation. Yeah. And um, Confederation is different states and there was and also some different aliens. There's like two alien races, which are intelligent aliens that have been discovered. Um, the uh, the lay mill or whatever. And the it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, <laughs> even matter what they are. But they're, they're, everyone's got together. And also you've got these different you've got these different factions of humanity. Yeah. Some of them, the Edenists and some of them are the Adamists, the Edenists, right. the Edenists of trying to create their new world and their own new life and stuff. And they live on habitats that go around and they have like, oh, it's all like biological stuff. And they've got affinity links, which are like telepathic links between each other Ooh, and stuff like that. Nice. And the Adamists are like, hey, we're like the like the more conservative but not really like conservative conservative but more like we are like we want to trace ourselves back to the Adamist uh, religions like the might as well say the Abrahamic religions but like you know the Edenists are trying to create their own Eden and the Adamists are trying to sort of like you know call back to previous whatever like that and their their spaceships are based around technology so already you've got like oh the the fairy kind of people over here which are the Edenists not really fairy people but they've got like wishy-washy like la 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 they live in like in the the white robes and in which is totally again i'm just 
you know, butchering actually all of the subtlety and all of this. Okay. Anyway, they spread throughout the, the... Oh, yeah, and so all of these, they get together and they call them the Confederation, with the yeah. idea being that if we have one political unity thing, we can, any threats that come up or any issues that come up between them... And that includes the aliens. So yes, it's not two, two races against... of aliens, okay. the yeah. Adamus and the Edenists. Okay. And within the Adamus, you have like these different um, uh, nationalities. Now, this wasn't really explained. It's kind of like in the background of the first book. In the second book, it's this world building is much more tightly explained to yeah. pretty much say, when we first left Earth, we're like, hey, let's have, you know, a, 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 a perfectly representational like yeah. uh, thing. So we're going to go, we're going to go from Earth and we're going to set up this other planet. Okay, we get there. All right, we have to have so many Americans. We've got to yeah. have so many, I don't know, Russians, this many yeah. Chinese, this yeah. many, you know, uh, people from, I don't know, Tasmania, this many yeah. people from the Ivory Coast, you know, and they made, and, and they, and this many people from, I think there's like Brazilians and other things. Okay. And, and also like Argentinians and whatever. And they are like, let's have a one of everything, or not one of everything, but like proportional representation of all of these different things. Right. And they move it over there and they put them down on the other planet and almost immediately they all start fighting. Of and like, course. And so they're like, to okay, be expected. now let's do it. So that the, there's this like Southern, Southern Californian corporation, something, something, which is like the continuation of the United States. There's like this, they set up New California and they're like, look, and nobody's fighting here because it's just all Americans. And this other place, they set up their own thing. They're like, mm. hey, we're all Japanese over here mm. and that's, that's fine. And we're not fighting. And some other people like the Kenyans go up here and they're like, and look, we're not fighting with the um, people from Tanzania because we're the only ones here. And they're like, actually, this this is much better, says the Confederation. So the idea being, being that like each planet has got like one historical or ethnic group right. there. Okay, yeah, and, right. And yeah. they don't have wars with each other because it turns out interstellar wars, like fighting between planets, is just too difficult. Yeah. And also it's like a big part of this is like, and you would never take over and try and impose your will on mm. anyone like and in another planet, planet. Yeah. because they don't have the same culture. They won't take it. They just won't take it. Like, yeah. why would you ever try yeah. and take over anyone? Because it's not like you know they're all everyone's split apart so yeah. it's so interstellar war is too difficult and you wouldn't do it anyway yeah and everyone's spread apart but uh, they're still doing like a trade and stuff yeah there's still each trade other. and yeah, okay. other things but a lot of the trade is in kind of these like uh, you know that's what the first book is about mm. like luxury items mm. which uh, you know drinks from you know they, they call them the norfolk tears like specialty yeah. stuff yeah. and seafood from this place but then yeah. also information so there's oh. there's uh, in the first book they keep on talking about this uh, this woman who is a um like a like a, a, a you, you know like a, a whoever the big star is at the moment like a, okay. uh you know like a madonna and then okay. you go oh no not like her like britney spears and now it's taylor swift you know yeah. whoever I've, I've skipped over many generations <laughs> of, of female pop performers or yes. whatever but also with like a mind control i'm really sexy like really hyped up sexual stuff that like you go into the arena and you're not only listening to it you're like being affected by it and she's got all these things in the skin okay anyway doesn't matter too much about it it's okay. sort of like her albums and her going on tour is like a big driver of like economy of the right. economy like entertainment but luxury planet items over overarching was, or it was was in one place no no that's no, no, no. Like... she goes she goes planet to planet to yeah. planet and all she has to do is go faster than the bootlegs of her performances and she keeps making money you yeah know? right and like so if someone turns up like a bootleg of this performance like oh yeah she was here a while ago so anyway yeah. space travel makes trade and you know interstellar war very very difficult yes um anyway so that's all the setup from that okay. this this you know we're in this Adamists and Edenists and trade and all this other kind of stuff mm -hmm. going around the Confederation. Oh, and the Adamists and Edenists, go, do they go across the, the, the nations? Like, it's like you have the planet oh, of yeah. the well, Japanese Adamist, people and like they all have all of these different nations are Adamist nations okay. and the Edenists are always just off doing their own thing oh okay and they supply the power so the Edenists go around the the the, the gas giants and get the helium three right. or whatever they need yeah. and then they deliver that to whatever worlds are nearby because mm -hmm. their ships are best for that and their habitats are best for that yeah and then um I think there's only one planet with um with Edenists living on it okay and then in the other way around, there's only like two habitats, okay. uh, these living habitats, which were built by Adamists. Right. And one is Tranquility, which is like the successful one. And the other one is, I can't remember, but there's a big part of this book where it, it's not working out very well. And that becomes like an underworld kind of place where uh, stuff happens. Anyway. Okay. So. Yeah. That's all there. Into this, halfway through the first book, 
on Lalonde, which again mm. I mentioned in the previous podcast, mm-hmm. is like this Amazon basin kind of we're trying to set up a new world here, which is really good world building. I say something happens on Lalonde. Yeah. And so that's like half of the book. So in the first book, half of it is like we're setting up Lalonde as a as a location for this book where something important is going to happen. And the rest of it is Joshua Calvert, who via him we're learning around the rest of the world and the, yeah. the you know what's going on politically and he's going from place to place doing his trade and penis adventures. Yeah. Um so the big twist, which I've got to now 10 minutes after we set off the spoiler <laughs> hole, is that um, there is a reality dysfunction. And that means there's like a, a weird like um, th- thing that ha- I know it's weird to say, like there's a glitch in the Matrix, but it's not a Matrix, it's not a glitch in the Matrix. It's a glitch in like reality, which opens up a kind of wormhole through to a different something, something plane of existence. Okay. And human souls, the souls of long dead humans mm. come back in and start possessing current day humans and by current day humans i mean the year 2614 or uh, uh, this is set. okay okay and uh, it, it's just it's just a place that opens up where people come like the souls come through well or what is happens it is all that over the place the, it, it's it's kind of talked about in the, at the very start of the first book that there's a there's a way that like there's some aliens that when you actually you when there's enough energy um or enough i don't know your like the thoughts get imprinted on the quantum level of the universe something mm-hmm. something wishy-washy mm-hmm. you know again it's not doesn't need to be completely explained but they like uh they do what's i, I guess in um in uh, ian and banks they call it like transcend into like into another plane of existence yeah is it transcend, transcend yeah, 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 or whatever they, it is you know there's yes. this thing where you just That's go what all they right all go for yeah. and 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 this is a this is a kind of a common thing well i wouldn't say a common thing but it's like peter hamilton's talked about it ian and banks and some others where you're like oh we just get that good at thinking that we don't need our human bodies anymore yeah. we don't need our physical bodies if computers do it yeah. they just go oh it's, no it's subliming is it subliming, yeah, in, subliming. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and you just go sublime and you're like boom and you're, yeah. and you're gone sublimating and that's what they're all aiming for that's the yeah. higher existence yeah and that's yeah. what happens when culture ships get too big they're like yeah but they don't stick around why oh they just discover the key to the next yeah. realm or whatever yeah. which yeah. is great that if uh, and in this way again I'm, I'm mixing the culture in Ian M. Banks mm. and Peter Hamilton here but the idea being that if as a culture this happens or as a species this happens you can all sublime together go into the yeah. sublime together and you go you leave existence yeah. and you're like and we're done and your whole culture goes off there as well but what happens if that's then floating around like one of these species does this and they float around and they're like oh we're looking mm. oh there's some people over here oh there's some people over here oh there's some people over here and then they look a bit too close and they fuck something up right and they oh and they accidentally and they do start a, interacting well like in this case it's an accidental kind of thing okay like, oh what's happening here whatever and it's based around this idea that humans there is a there is a way that humans can like tap into this mm. or you know some something can happen which can like breakthrough like in this way yeah and yeah so all humans who die have an eternal soul and the eternal soul goes into another plane mm. and it's co- in this case it's called the beyond mm-hmm. and then if they have a chance to come back into the human world yeah. into our you know reality world they will do and they do it by taking over bodies and possessing bodies yeah and that's the kind of the big now i wouldn't say the big twist but that's the big reveal and mm. so this is a whole story about a viral like vi- almost viral not i wouldn't say virally transmitted but it's sort of like a viral transmission of like if someone is possessed they will then use their possession abilities their like possession magical powers which mm-hmm. is like what this white burning fire that they can inflict enough pain on someone and because there's that there's like a, this this way through to the beyond is n- near them you know or, uh, around them yeah. they're like they're carrying this reality dysfunction with them yeah with the idea being that they put enough pain on someone and then the other voices from the beyond saying listen to us i can let you off this pain let you off this pain uh... and they torture people into then do it having you know going uh, into the beyond and then they go yeah. yes help me and then this voice so one of these possessions comes in and then the person who they're possessing is locked inside like the back of the brain can okay. kind of see what's going on yeah, but was... not really understand what's yeah. happening yeah. and then and then the um and then the then the person uh, uh, the person um, uh, yeah possessing them just now has a new body. But along with that, they have lots of these magical powers. Okay, so let me put that again. So the the, the soul comes in and possesses a body. Yeah, from the beyond. And then they are then torturing another person. Yes. And then that person begs 
for yeah the, release from the, the pain then the, the soul of that person being tortured is then going into the beyond no, 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 no. And the another soul... another soul from the beyond comes into the person being tortured bodies yeah and so everybody's got like two souls the person oh, okay. whose body the, belongs the, the, the to two souls stay there yeah. it's not like then one soul just leaves and then no, goes no, no. into the beyond and the, the person so there's always like two souls inhabiting one body Ooh, okay now this is revealed in that first book but it's yeah. sort of like oh yeah somebody comes like a, a soul comes back you know yeah and there's a little bit of like switch it switch Weary kind of stuff that like there's there's two examples of the soul that's existing in the body yeah. is strong enough that that when they get that when they get um uh, uh when they get possessed yeah. they can turn around and kind of punch the possessed soul and they kind of switch places so they've got the uh, they've got the they, they've got the powers of the possession but they're actually the strongest they're actually the strongest one okay. if you know what I mean right uh, in their body even though they're they like I say it's this weird thing so that can happen too and that's a known thing in the in the universe no this is, is all it's new like, oh it's new for right. humanity okay this book that i'm talking about now it's revealed well actually it's kind of self-evident that this has happened before mm. to um other alien races in the past ah, this is something that's happened because okay. so in the first book there's like there's a, this destroyed um destroyed uh uh planet like stop shut up Siri there's um there's like this disc around this uh, star and it's all broken up space habitats yeah and it's like why did these aliens kill themselves like or what were they scared uh, of like what happened yeah. to this and there's lots of research going on in the tranquility base around that star and you're like what's going on here why is this and then jo that's how Joshua Calvert you know he finds some database or some you know memory memory bank from this aliens yes. who destroyed themselves thousands of years ago yeah and also some of the, you know there's these other two aliens yeah. Um, races yeah. in this book it turns out one of them knew what was going going on anyway they're like all right yep now every alien race has to has to come up against that and you'll either find a way around it or you won't but like the way that we got around it is different from what you you know like every yeah. every uh, human hu every i was gonna say every human every intelligent Species, alien yeah. which which has hu which has thoughts which are strong enough to imprint souls onto you know onto the no, again, the, the quantum firmament of the universe. Okay. But also it's pretty clear in the first book as well that not all souls stay around in the beyond. Oh, okay. And you can kind of make up a rule of thumb is that like good people, I was going to say good people, like, yeah, uh, qu yeah, like quotes, yeah. good people mm. um, can look at the beyond and go, ah, actually that's kind of purgatory. It's not hell or heaven. It's like a holding area, and then there's I'm there's one person there's a who says, of a "Oh, they're like one person's like I can follow the light, and like we can go through and can follow the light." Okay. So even in the second book, though, it's kind of it's not assumed that like oh everybody who dies goes into the beyond and it's like an ending torment and 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 everyone's like robbing memories off each other and trying to feed off the energy of new minds coming in. Yeah. So there's lots of there's lots of people from the last few hundred years. Years, okay. and there's not that many people from thousands of years ago because their right. brains in the beyond will like dissolve and also just like the population curve if you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. exponential stuff there's always going to be more people like from the 20th century onwards yeah. or whatever yeah um so yeah it's it's a funny thing but again all of these people who come back from the beyond have magical powers they can make fire yeah. they can change their appearance they can change the Ooh. reality of things around them um, and also one of the big things that happens is that they they don't want to be exposed to the space or to the sky yeah. So they make planets disappear from the from the world. So that's what happens with Lalonde. There's enough possessed people on it that they close off the sky by covering it with these red clouds, okay. and then they're like, "And we're gone." And that planet like folds itself out of the of our universe and goes into like a little pocket universe by itself cut off from the beyond you know oh, so, so that, when they there's die no connection. there's no connection they can't go into the beyond or whatever but like i say it's kind of like when you're reading the book you pick up that the people who come back from the beyond are it's like people go it's like ghosts people yeah, like people who are either bad or people who have got unfinished business it, that was all the things that, that that was the thing i was just about yeah. to say but couldn't because it didn't let me yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's unfinished business and then uh you you can come back to haunt the thing until your unfinished business is resolved mm. and then you can yeah go or, on. Pe or people who 
uh, and or people who aren't bad don't have unfinished bi- business, but kind of have a, a big so much of a big regret about something that they did right. that they don't feel like they should be moving on into the light. So it's like okay. kind of like self torture, like yeah. self doubt, self torture. Yeah. Which allows for Peter F. Hamilton to bring back historical bad guys and bad bad people <laughs> and other figures okay. to come back and okay. and uh, to, so Al Capone comes back and takes over a city like he did with <laughs> Chicago and um, and there's some other things as there's some other historical figures that come back as well and you're like oh that's interesting that you brought that person back and there's some clever ways of doing it and less clever ways of doing it but again um, you just go for what's go for what's fun um, interesting so. This book is, and it's weird to say this. No, the third book. No, no, the book that I'm talking about now, the second book, is yeah. the story about what happens when there is a uh, an outbreak of possession. Yeah. And so what happens when this country gets taken over or this peninsula of this country or this whole world or this habitat gets taken over and how do the Edenists react and how do these nations react and how do the, you set up a new society like how do like how does one like if you're possessed and you're like okay I don't want to I don't want to snap and snap a pocket universe and take us away yeah but I want to get control like oh it's it's all about bad people trying to take over and you know do their bad people politics or whatever <laughs> okay. like Al Capone you know like yeah. what's he gonna a gangster's gonna take over and he's gonna make a company or the organization I think oh it's an organization you're part of the organization you know like yeah. okay you're part of the family now um. So a lot of it's like that. A lot of them are like, oh, we can coexist. And we're like, no, because you can't coexist because you're the bad stuff. And there's lots of like UN politics as well. Mm. Trade is closed down. Oh, yes. Also, this feels very much like a pandemic book. So um, yeah. it's all it's all like, oh, when you come in, oh, you've got to quarantine and you've got right. to test and we'll do these tests. But it's not. And it. It, as someone, like I say, who was in New Zealand when the pandemic hit and had to fly home <laughs> yeah, on the last yeah. flight. I mentioned this before. Last flight from yeah. New Zealand to Australia. Ghost airport. Last flight. Yeah, go, go to Singapore and Singapore's being closed down and things. And I read this book and I was listening to this book while I was in Singapore again. And, yes. the, and the previous time I was there was like March 15th or March 20th. Exactly. Yeah, exactly three years ago, whatever yeah. it was. March 20th, 2020. Yes. Going through there. And I was like, oh, yeah, Singapore airport's much nicer when literally they're not closing down the international airspace and everyone has to like be home like the whole world shuts down for however many months and years or whatever yeah and that's what this book really feels like he he really captures the like oh there's a lockdown but we're not really locked down are we you know and all the all of the different kind of people like i oh, know it's funny. a lockdown but it's not too it's not too bad is it like we'll do this and trade gets closed down and all this so it's again i would i could have more to talk about but it's not even fun to talk about lockdown stories and things but no. it's it's very funny that there it's it's a viral infection of course this time you people actually do die and there's a lot worse consequences okay well can you can you avoid you as the as a person yeah as a human person can you avoid being infected or being possessed not really no kill yourself Oh, holy shit. But of course, shit. you don't okay. want to kill yourself because then you'll just go into a beyond. Yeah, and that's exactly. the thing. There's there's a little bit of like, oh, what's going on here? So here's the thing in this book. This is suddenly becomes a fantasy book. Mm. It's a fantasy series. You think it's going to be a science fiction series, but there is this is there is so much fantasy in this. Okay. For, again, the, the, uh, the blatant stuff where people now just have, like there's a whole group of people who have magical powers. Right. Oh, and also the idea is like, why would anyone take over the neighboring star system, which has like got a different you know it's it's too far to, yeah. to do that and you don't get any control but that does make sense now with the possessed because the people right. that you're taking over don't resent you for taking over their planet or whatever yeah. they're actually pleased because you provided them with bodies to come back from the beyond of course you know yes um yeah so, uh, so interstellar wars, then suddenly, suddenly it's, more, it's on the table, possible. and everyone's yeah. like, and the and the you know the UN or was it the Confederation Navy or something like, oh, we we were mostly doing patrols to stop. Like one of the big things is that antimatter is banned. It's sort of like that's, right. that nobody's allowed to use antimatter, yeah. but there's people who do, and then the Confederation is mostly to stop people like the spread of antimatter because it's too much of a doomsday weapon. Oh, and then it becomes apparent that maybe antimatter can actually solve. Uh, no, or no, help. it isn't because oh, no, Al Capone's okay. uh, navy gets part of the gets gets antimatter and is now too powerful and also it's like to stop piracy and other things like that so that's what the navy was was for and now they're like and now your job is to 
block, do blockades and stop invasions. And they're yeah. like, oh, really? Oops. That's not what we're doing yeah. too well. So, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that this, the, in the first book, this book, in the first book, this isn't a fantasy, but there isn't mm. really that much of a fantasy story. It's definitely this science fiction space opera. Yeah. But then there's suddenly it's like, oh, it's actually quite horrific stuff because Quinn Dexter, who I mentioned is like one of the all time bad guy, all time great bad guys in, in science fiction. Yeah. All time great villains. He follows the, the Lord of Darkness, like, you know, the, the he's like a, you know, from a cult right. in the Earth are colleges, you know, which are these big things, that, you know, there's massive climate uh, disaster on Earth. So yeah. everyone lives in these big, you know, uh, concrete bunkers, you know, the oh, colleges, which sure. is a great, another great science fiction uh, idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there's like Satanists or devil worshippers and he was part of that cult. And on Lalonde, he kind of like got all the people, all his, um, what's they uh. call involuntary um, uh, convict or involuntary, what was it? Involuntary um colonists i think it was yeah uh, so he got all this group to do these rights and this is what sets off this reality dysfunction yeah. is that he's doing oh. this like you know calling to the beyond or whatever and sets off and this other trans sublimed alien thing that's what causes it in the first place he's right there he's case zero of okay. somebody being there and being possessed yeah um, yeah, so uh, so he's uh, he's now just a, a, an evil magic wizard who's going around. And he's got powers and he can start walking through walls and and doing this, which is great. Scary. It's actually fun because like a lot of times when you're like, oh, it's a mix of science fiction and fantasy, yeah. and there's a few different ways of doing this. There is like you know, it's mostly science fiction, but there's like this one thing out there which is like the Force. You know, Star Wars. It's yes. like it's very science fictional, except some people you know have mild superpowers and it's, it's a very small group you know they're just yeah. off to the side yeah. but the 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 universe existing and then there's those pesky jedis that are yeah. just sometimes out there yeah and uh, at the beginning of the star wars i'm saying episode four here like the jedis are like mm, i've not seen them around oh yeah it's, it's you know when it was first written there was this thing from the past and nobody really knows who the jedi knights were and it didn't have of course over the years people just can't help but just make everybody a jedi and have everyone have powers and lightsabers everywhere um, but at the very start of star wars it was a very it was a it was a very quite, science fictional quite but with this one little mystical mystical yes. kind of thing going yes. on there sometimes you don't even need to know exactly no, you don't. but yeah. again star wars started off as very much science fiction there was yeah. a there was a, a new invention death star which causes a change in the political and societal system and there's a there's a there's there's a, a technological solution to that, which is there's the plans in a robot. You get those plans, yeah. analyze them, space battle, yeah. solve the problem. And the force is just this like, just this wishy-washy thing. Now yeah. the force is like the thing that's taken over Star Wars. Yeah. But at the start, it was just very simple science fiction with, you know, very light amount of uh, fantasy on there. Yeah. Um, the other way you can do it is like, you know, the... Um, the, these things where it's sort of like uh, uh, actually this is reminds me of the elder race kind of thing where there's you're in a science fiction world oh, yeah. but some yeah. people have lost the knowledge that we're in the science fiction world and so yeah. they think they're in a fantasy world yeah. but actually it's a science fiction yeah, yeah, world yeah, yeah. yeah I was immediately, although in that case there's a bit of a reality dysfunction too in, I in, was immediately thinking about uh, this everything is uh, everything science fiction is like magic uh, if yeah, yeah. you know there's this certain anything threshold. sufficiently advanced uh, exactly. science fiction is indistinguishable from magic yes. uh, yeah yeah, it's a bit like what is it the um what's what's the one with the women the steers woman the steers woman yeah, yeah that's, so, that's also what i thought about steers yeah. woman the last steers yeah. woman the last steers man you know all that kind of stuff where yeah. they think they're in a fantasy world or yeah. it's, it's written as like fictionally it's written as though they're in a fantasy world but yeah. actually it's a science fiction world which is just lost connection around stuff. it and it's like yeah See, those are different ways that it's normally done but this is very much like okay you thought like you started reading this thinking like it's got spaceships on the front cover yeah it doesn't have dragons but fucking dragons turn up in this because what? Yeah, because the people who are, like the people who come back have magical powers and they can change reality around ah. them. And so the spaceships that get like these um, intelligent spaceships, like these biological spaceships, can also be um, like uh, possessed. Right. And then those p people who possess were like, well, I don't want to look like this normal like manta ray looking thing. Yeah. I want to look like a hawk or a bird of prey and they just turn into space bird of prey so you literally got space dragons and space e eagles oh, and griffins or whatever like that going yeah. around and yeah people can just change reality they get to the point where you can walk through walls and it's it's it is it it's sounds like, like cra crazy chaos it is it is crazy chaos but again it was in the hands of a good enough good enough writer mm. he 
he writes this as though it isn't sci- it isn't fantasy. Mm. Like, but you get to the end of this first book, you're like, oh, there's ghosts here, and you know, people are being. And like, again, Joshua Calvert has always had this, like his his little brain tickly, his in his spidey sense. He's always got this mm. intuition, okay. and people said, oh yeah, you've got your intuition. It turns out his brother, oh his brother turns up in this book. Mild mm. spoiler. Mm. There's a, there's a second Calvert, and mm. uh, and he's got some intuition as well, and that's the reason why he's a good pilot is because it's like the force. If you know right. what I mean. Yeah, if yeah. it was just that, it would be like, oh, those those Calverts over there. The reason why all the women fall for him because he's not <laughs> like he's not fantastically good looking, but he's got like he's that. Quite he's, he's got that charismatic confidence and yeah. can just just know what to say in what places. And people yeah. say, look, you've got you've got this in, the, this gift of intuition. Trust it; it'll get you out of scrapes. And that's really good if you're a starship trader or you're you know you're being or hired, a smuggler hired, or whatever. Yeah, if you're a smuggler <laughs> or a trader or you're being hired by the military for something your intuition can get you get you through and it can yeah. really help you out yeah um i bet but also at the same time you do have like death star level well not death star like you have like really great science fictional battles going on okay. space battles and like the new training the new i've got to look it up what's it actually called here uh, the neutronium alchemist. The like the that that's the, something which is like this super weapon which has been mentioned in the previous okay. in the previous book, and now this book's named after it. And you're like, well, I hope they find it and set it off by the end of the book. And uh, again, no, it's not like spoilers to say yes, the book's named after something that you do find out about <laughs> everything about it by the end of the book. And when it happens, you're like, wow. Yes. Like this, it's like this amazing, okay. like some of the best science fiction space battles and stuff. Like, and I'm like, oh, this is really great. And it takes a long time to get there. Because but these, is that a person? No, it's a. It's the name of a bomb. It, oh. It, oh, not of a bomb. It's the name of a weapon system. Oh, okay. Well, because I thought uh, it's an alchemist, and then that no, no, person, no. It's like it's you know, like who... the nuclear bombs uh, that you get. Like the what is it? The first one, the little boy or whatever right. it was, and yeah. the big boy, and then the czar bomber. You know, like oh, okay. the, you, you give you give you give weapon systems a, a personified name, and in this case, it's just called the, the neutronium alchemist. Okay. And nobody really knows how it's made. There's only two people who know how <laughs> to control it or whatever. Okay, that's and like, scary. And again, this all that stuff goes back. And you know, this is in the third book. You know, mm. this is going to become a big part of it. Of course, I've read the third book before, but not recently. And so, a lot of the stuff, like pretty much the first book, I remembered what was happening in the first book. Yeah, and that was kind of kind of self contained. But then this book ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, um, right. But not a bad cliffhanger because yeah. you, 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 everything that needs to be revealed. It's sort of like one thing, sort of like, oh, what's happened here? Mm, yeah. And I, and I didn't realize that's where it was going to end. So there's actually a lot of stuff that I remembered being in this book, and I was like, oh no, this, that bit was from the book three. Uh, and you that, know. Yeah, and that's, I guess, that's the the difficult thing about um, remembering a, a trilogy and separating out the individual books yeah. because the middle book is kind of like in between and yeah. then sometimes it's difficult to know what what was in which book and so if i was to have any complaints about this book yeah which i don't it's not that i do or don't it's just that this is the middle book of a trilogy yeah and the, the thing is about middle books of trilogies especially fantasy big chunky fantasy trilogies yeah is that a lot of it is okay? These people are here. Like we've been introduced <laughs> all these people. These yeah. people are here, yes. and they've got to get there. Those people are actually trying to find the first people, but they they're always a, a step behind, and yeah. they're going in a different route. Yeah. These and that's what a lot of this book is. It's like these people are here, and they need to get over there. And yeah. some of it is just people trying to get to a, a, a different place. Yeah, like Quinn Dexter is has been on was on the and now he wants to get back to Earth. Right, and. At the end of this book, he's on Earth. But mm. at the beginning of the book, he's not. And it mm. takes him a long time. He gets very close to Earth and then has to do this big circle back, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, and that's what happens with a lot of these characters. They're like, this person who got away at the end of the f- first book yeah. now wants to find, like, so this is the person who wants to, who knows where the neutroni- neutroni- neutronium alchemist is. Yeah. And she wants to go get it. These other people are trying to find it. This other person is yes, wanting to follow it. You know. a big and, chase. Then, and so a lot of this book is like, let's go visit here. Let's yeah. go visit there as people go around meanwhile there's the whole and you know these pe- these these possessed people are there so it's like in the in the opening days or like in that the first moments of a, a, a global pandemic or in this place a galactic pandemic of this <laughs> yeah. viral spread people yeah. are actually still having to travel around but yeah. there's no shipping so you can't just be like oh i'll just jump on a plane mm. it's like no, no 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 there's no planes anymore you have to yeah. like charter planes pay so for it so there's like obstacles and you have to yeah, come yeah, up yeah. with solutions yeah, and then and you have to do 
diversions. Yeah, to you got to get through this quarantine things, and, and if yeah. you got enough money, and yeah. some people just have unlimited money because that's what they've been. That's Other people are happened. really having to scrape by. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of that going on. So yeah, it is. It it's all good stuff. It's all great world building because every bit of world building reflects on like fun story stuff, mm. and and every bit of story stuff reflects on character. Yeah. Um. I actually just. Uh, uh, looked as i say i read other people's reviews i didn't i got to the first person's review of (laughs) friends and following mario the lone book wolf um and uh he says there um oh actually what i'm saying oh yeah it's uh from time to time, there may be the rare case of character exposition without something related to the world or preparing a setting or increasing suspense in the next chapter or novel. But as a rule, characters, world and plot are one and the same. Everything is always in interconnection with the other parts. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what's incredible about this writing yeah. is that like, I, and again, I don't think there's anything you can teach. And so many authors would love to have this. Yeah. And there are only a few authors who can work at this level. And I do think, you know, the people who do these big fantasy, like a Brandon Sanderson can yeah. work at that yeah. level. Although I think he, I think he wants to write too epically. Like yeah. his stories are going to go on. Yeah. And I think Peter F. Hamilton always sets himself like, this is going to be a two book series or a three book series. Yeah. And I'm going to get to the end of it. Like yeah. everything that's going to happen, in, everything that's important in these characters' lives that's ever going to happen yeah. is going to happen in the space of these three novels. Let's yes. go. Yeah. And it's going to be like a bounded Yeah, it's thing. bounded. Like yeah. when, and when I get to Brandon Sanderson and I'm uh, and I'm reading the next one of the, whatever, the, the, the Stormlight many, Archive. But, yeah. yeah, I'm like, is this, was this going to be a seven book series yeah. or a 12 book series yeah. and there's just no end in sight and yes. again part of yeah. the part of the thrill of that or part of the interest of that is that yeah there's just going to be a lot more of yes this. i think it has something to do with how these uh these people's minds work because you have to have such a such a complex understanding of constantly knowing like i, I don't even know how these the, the minds of an author like that works because you have to always know where you're at yeah. With whom you're with, yeah. where it's leading, where it's coming from, what what is going yeah. to happen, what is not going to happen, and like it, it always has to always be. It's a bit like you know we watched this this um this was a YouTube video or something about this guy who uh who uh did uh, the roller coaster typhoon and. Tycoon. Ty- tycoon. Um, a roller coaster typhoon <laughs> is a very dangerous weather system. Uh, and that that person had to yeah, do I mean, the compute, like yeah, yeah, yeah. writing gotta, it all. Yeah, like, like, uh, these big projects, all, how does someone keep head. it on his head? No, of yeah. course, these authors think about it for a long time. And I, and again, I don't even know how much to do it. Because we, we interviewed Peter F. Hamilton. And I was like, what what about this yes, character? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just wrote the character. And I was like, no, yeah, no, no, no. no. no, no like, it's like, it, it's unsatisfying. And um, I, I uh, that's one of the things that I... Uh, uh, people talking about um, uh, the, the highest level sports people say, yeah, and um, I, and I saw this one. I can't remember who who the tennis player was, but it's um, ah, oh, this is going to be the worst story ever. But yeah, it's the guy awful who wrote already. Infinite Jest is whatever. Uh, anyway, he was also a uh, a person who wrote uh, uh, essays about tennis players and stuff. Yeah. And and he was saying that he, he his heart was broken by this tennis player's autobiography because they were like, I want to know how you think. And it turns out like they just don't think. And that's what actually made them a great <laughs> tennis player. Again, this is this whole thing. I was listening to a yeah. tennis podcast about this they, it, yeah. and they were like reading this stuff out. And I was like, oh, yeah, sometimes the greatest people just do the thing. Yeah. And like the greatest tennis players are the worst tennis coaches because they're like, just be more like me. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how do you do that? It's like, well, you yeah, just do it. You like just, you just like you, like you want to hit the ball like yeah. and you put your, you put yeah. your racket out and yeah. it just goes over. Over there and you're like well how do you do that and anyway i do think these some people i actually don't think brandon sanderson is like that i think brandon, San, brandon sanderson can probably tell you how he does it and yeah. i'm not saying that peter hamilton can't i'm just no. saying that like yeah but I, are, I totally understand in some of these ways you just go like well how do you become the the, the best at doing this kind of thing and yeah. i'm not even saying this is his best work i'm just saying that right like even reading this this early you know 20 25 year old series yeah by this author you're like oh it's all right there like yes. there's a reason why someone like this can become your favorite author you might be put off by the length of the books but there's nothing wasted in this book yeah even if it does feel uh, i think one of my updates was like oh i'm only halfway through but it doesn't feel like it's dragging and i'm like well how can it not how can a book like this not feel like it's dragging yeah it's it's which it's, some brandon, brandon some sanderson skill. do and anyway the reason i brought up brandon sanderson y- yeah. is, is that mario the lone 
lone book wolf said um, world building in a new but not too hard science fiction still complex enough dimensions with extreme detail and so i looked up what the brandison's law of magic is um and it's his it's talking about soft soft magic and hard magic systems yeah um but there it says additionally there is the zeroth law always err on the side of what's awesome so if you're in a situation and you're like mm. what could happen should it be realistic should it follow the rules you know what's going to happen or should it be awesome like if you're going to have an action sequence why have it in a boring space station you know like and that's the people who are who would love to be writing at the level of ian and banks and peter f hamilton Mm. and even alistair reynolds and stuff you know you get the um the expanse and i read that book and i was like i honestly can't tell anything apart it's literally like we've got this one spaceship over here and then they just go to a series of gray space stations with tunnels and then they go to another gray station space station with a tunnel and then another gray space station or in an asteroid with tunnels and then the book ends and i was like wow like literally (laughs) no nothing memorable like apparently the two different there's two different authors writing the book and they each took on different characters couldn't tell the difference between the characters when they turned up constantly had to think okay who like say the name of where we are now because yeah. I honestly don't know unless we're on this one spaceship yeah. I don't know I honestly don't know where we are or something yes. like and yes. and um of course the TV show solves a lot of that because yes. you can the TV show makes it easier to understand yeah you can actually <laughs> and, and they can make the places look interesting yeah. whereas in this case they're like all right we're gonna have a big action sequence where is it gonna happen let's have it in these shipyards and the shipyards were not shipyards but they're built to for when you when you drop um asteroid mind um you know iron from the hearts of asteroids or comets and you're going to swing them down on these big ropes and just drop them down into the thing and then boats are going to go out and pull them in and they're like a kilometer across so we're going to have shipyards which are big enough to pull in kilometer sized foam metal stuff to mine and and kickstart the economy you know that's what we're going to do although it didn't work out and they've been abandoned for 70 years and now some of them still exist but the half of it's been turned into a nature reserve it's like oh yeah nature took over now and now it's wetlands for birds and stuff like that and you look just explaining what this setup is going to be and you're like okay yeah keep telling me more what's going on and they go over to this thing because they're just called foundry yards and you're like oh yeah foundry but it's like no when you get there it's like science fiction uh, space opera sized fantasy stuff and then you're like okay and now what's going to happen and then something happens and you're like why are you going that way and it's like oh the people there don't even know like the the people who are involved in this big action sequence don't know the geography of where they are like we've just had it explained to us and it would feel like like boring you know why are they talking to me about the history of how they mined uh, asteroids or got the you know got the metal down from stuff and you realize oh no the whole of the the whole of this big action sequence where everything is coming together and it's like some of the most fun epic crazy space battle mixed with ground uh, maneuvers between yeah. also fantasy world possessed people turning up yeah. lots of police like four different um, intelligence factions local police the people who run the place the and, and it's just and you're like coming to the end of the book and you're like holy shit like this this one action sequence has been set up for like since halfway through the first novel like uh, this has been a book and a half and these are thousand page books so this yeah. has been like 1500 pages pages worth of setup to make this action sequence the most awesome yeah. awesomest thing possible and this is always the amazing thing as an author you can be so creative you I can know. do anything and everything and then and then i'm always then twice and three times as disappointed if well, people just yeah. don't even do the, the tiniest bit I know. of that and i'm just right? like wow <laughs> like this is really great stuff and again this is peter f hamilton's like fourth best science yeah. fiction epic yeah you know yeah and oh or whatever i keep saying that like I've yeah. got, i don't actually want to put them in order i'm yeah. just saying like I, even stuff that i've read more recently of his yeah um, I, I tell you what, I said I was going to talk about how Peter Hamilton uh, is discussing religion so much in his Yeah, novels. I mean, that was a little bit uh, already, a, like, came in with the, the different, you know... I'm going to leave that for the... Because um, I still want to talk about the third book in this series. Okay. I, I've got... It's, it's sitting there on my phone. Yeah. I'll get to it at some point. I okay. think I'll keep that discussion for that third right. series because I, I want to see how it follows on here. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Because, again, there's, there's, some, uh, there's some fun, interesting stuff, like the idea of the people who are coming back from the beyond. Yeah. 
uh, like what does that mean that only bad people are coming back and yeah. even the people in the book like the characters in the book don't quite grasp that the beyond isn't for everyone that there is something beyond the beyond yeah there's something beyond what they're now calling the beyond okay and i i think i want to l- finish this book and see what he's saying saying about you know souls and religion yeah. uh, it feels compared like, to his other books it feels like at some point the people from beyond the beyond might also become involved and let's, come, come let's read and the book i wanted to have a, a question how was the audiobook in terms of like the voice of Al Capone it's John Lee John uh, Lee right. is a very good audiobook narrator okay. one of the one of the best for you know science fiction stuff like yes. this it's it's great like again okay. he, he can do he can do a I wouldn't say a great American accent he can do a perfectly good American accent okay. and can do a, what you imagine Al Capone might sound like okay. and all of the other people yeah. uh, and it's that's quite a, a funny thing is that like he can draw on historical figures like mm. lo- lots of people back from the 20th century and yeah lots of people from after the 20th century as well yeah. but like the when Al Capone is setting up his system he's like I actually want other people from the 20th century to be my lieutenants right of course because they've heard of me they know yes. my they know who I am and have more build build your uh, your throne with friends and yeah yeah uh, like <laughs> keep it yeah there's a, there's that rule for what's it rules for rulers yes, um yes. where they uh was that it's a cgp gray video isn't it where yeah. he's talking about like oh yes keep your enemies you know keep your friends close but not too many of them and then pay the pay the the the, the people who hold the keys and you're yes. like seeing all this set up it's it's yeah. really great and again it doesn't have to be deep and at some point someone will say all right i've solved this problem for society and you're like that's got that's not going to work and then like again 400 pages later in the book mm-hmm. uh, like you know this is like a 60 hour audio book like 20 hours later like oh that thing that you tried doing 20 hours ago in this audio book that's not working I was like, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. All that good stuff out there. I'm going to cool. just quickly look at my notes. Yes. Um, oh, no sex adventures. Like we said previously, right. this book was called, we call it um, Joshua Calvert's Penis Adventures. Yeah. And that's very much in the first book. In this book, well, put it this way. One of the big character moments, one of the big story moments at the end is one of his crew members sacrifices himself to to save not just Joshua Calvert, but all of the people they're rescuing, like all of the kids that they've got on board. And it's, and it's, a, it's a real like Luke is tearing up while listening to an audiobook Aww. moment. Like it's really, really great. Yeah. Um, and one of the last words that this crew, this crew man, this one of these crew guys says to Joshua, he says, all right, I'm going to go. Oh, one other thing, Joshua be kinder with your ladies or be kinder with your girls. Like you, you probably, you, you know that you hurt them more. Like you hurt them more than you know, or you Mm. can cause more damage than you know. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, really? And then the other guy's like, bye, and then blows himself up. It doesn't blow himself up. His mind goes transferred. It's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it is one of those things where you're, Oh, right. And in this book, like he comes back and the girls are like, now it's time for Joshua to have sex with me. And he's like, no, not really, not really. Into uh, it. Don't feel it. Yeah. And everyone's like damaged in this because everyone like, it's really bad. Like the, 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 the reporter who he has sex with is sort of like, she's got like massive PTSD and she's oh. like, uh, you know what? Just put me in cold sleep. You know, this is oh, zero time. Just put me in cold sleep. I'm never coming out. Like the, the world's gone to fuck. Like the world's fucked up. I, I was don't meant want to, to see be, it. I was meant to be really good at my job and I was reporting on this and just massive war trauma PTSD and she's out, you know, the mm-hmm. one of the ones She's like coming back later, yeah. And he's like, mm, no, no. And it's so funny that like literally Joshua does. He, he had sex with like six different women in the first book. Yeah. In this book, none. Oh, what? Maybe one, but it's sort of like eh, kind of grown up, like married person <laughs> sex. So I'm like, oh okay. yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I guess we'll do this. And she's like, where's all that fiery, passionate Joshua sex that I meant to be happening? Anyway, it's so funny to see someone just like grow up like like this. Well, not grow up like that, but yeah. it is one of those things that it's, it is such a big, a big, not such a big moment, but it, it it's a real character turn when yeah. like, you know, what's going to, like, what's actually going to happen here? Is he, is he, is he, is he always going to be having penis adventures? It's like, no, no, actually like life gets in, well, not life gets in the way, but life makes you grow up. And yes. someone says, you know, you hurt people more than like, you know, you can hurt people. You, you know, you could could be hurting these girls. Like, yeah. I can't even remember what the line is, but it's yeah. sort of like, um, you know, be more gentle with the girls. No, it was uh, be more gentle with the ladies. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember that's what it was. what you told me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't even know what it is, but yeah. it's sort of like, all oh, right, be be careful over here. Yeah. And so... Uh, so, yeah. so there is a there is a there is a bit of it, I just thought it's it, it's interesting that it doesn't continue on like that. Yeah. How and uh, other things that 
weirdly kind of date this is some of the language like this is a book from 26 years ago yeah and language has changed a bit yes and attitudes have changed and it's one of those things that i'm like i'll give it another 30 years Mm. and we're going to be looking back at this you know in some of the ways that you look back at i don't know some of those books from like the 60s or 70s and you're like jerry pornell are you really this racist and like at the time no actually not racist but like just Actually, actually racist but what i'm trying to say is that of like just the the the, the language in the books or yeah. whatever is there you're yeah. like oof and there the is way a... that jokes are perceived no not even like, jokes but just sort uh, of like the language like you yes. say oh she's got oriental features and now you'd be like would you would you say they've got that you know an oriental looking woman would you say that like oh like, i never no again, i wouldn't i'm not saying it's like racist i'm just saying like the the language like language has changed yeah. and there is yeah. you know some things where you wouldn't like it's it's not even like I don't know. There's just some things which are just not mm-hmm. like you. You there's just less of you know. Yeah. Like a, a bad character wouldn't be ugly. Like you, you wouldn't like. There's yeah. this whole thing about like why is it that like all all Bond villains have got like physical deformities yeah. and yeah. you know and the you know people with stutters and you know evil like the, the bad guys are fat and ugly and the good guys are, like there's it's just one of those things. In reality, that, like, it really isn't like no, that. No, it isn't like you know, and it's and it's not always like that. But yeah. there are some you know mm. like. In in two thousand oh no in two thousand in nineteen ninety six when this book came out yeah. like the word woke didn't exist fat mm. shaming didn't like the mm. the term fat shaming didn't exist mm. like all of these things that now authors wouldn't be like you, they they would be steering clear of this yeah there's some of that in this book and again it's not malicious or anything it's sort of like yeah language changes you probably wouldn't say you know this woman with oriental features now like yeah. you or there's an oriental woman or whatever again that's just one example that stuck yeah. out. Um, that's quite interesting. Even even if, like you say, it, the the book is very inclusive. Like half of the half of the main characters are male, half of the main characters are female. There's people from every different race and nationality. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's very like the whole this whole book is very cosmopolitan yes. in in that way. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, it is it is some some of the words to describe how amazing the future is and cosmopolitan it is. It's sort of like yes, aspirationally, what you're doing is describing something which is very progressive and very cosmopolitan, yeah. and everyone is, is is great. And there is no body shaming, but like just some. Of the language is like rooted in words which come from there again yeah. it's not a knock on the book i'm just saying give it another 20 years and we'll be it's might an be, observation yeah we yeah. might be talking about this book in some in similar ways that we're but even that's the same kind of thing like if you're talking thinking about star trek you know famously there was like oh yes and and here's the representative black person yeah. on the cast of course and uh and the big scandalous thing is that the white captain is going to kiss the black um <gasps> communications Navigate, officer yeah, or whatever yeah, it's like yeah, that yeah. you know and it's can, yeah. they're going for the most progressive thing but even then it's sort of like well yeah in the 1960s in america yeah. it yeah. was you, you can't escape that and so it, it will just feel dated of course um what else um, coming up to an hour other other people's opinion about this oh yeah i mean it's a highly rated book like it yeah. is it is one of those i guess it, it, if you it's again it's this thing that the, the second, second the second book in a series this yeah. is super highly rated is 4.27 uh, stars on goodreads from yeah. from general readership yeah. i i did notice one other thing the word besides i wish i'd never noticed how much authors use the word besides to link <laughs> yeah. sentences together yeah. as much as the word but and and I, and again i'm listening out for it in outside of fictional novels I don't hear anyone say the words beside as a linking word in this, you know. Nobody says something, something, something. Besides, something, 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 follow one point. Besides, you know, there's no double besides like there was in some books, but uh, I I realise it's just one of those things when you've just got this many things, you can't write out both sides of every conversation this way. Sometimes you've just got to get the thoughts out of somebody and you don't want someone to interrupt or you don't want to be like, hmm, and then he thought about it a bit more. Yeah. Also, something, something, you know, it's just yeah. like just besides and get that, onto it. That's so. definitely one of those words that when you when you finish a, a written thing in anything, yeah. search for these kind of small words. This is what happened in my thesis. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like uh, and then somebody pointed it out and then you look for it and, and oh, my God, it's everywhere. Yeah. So but here's the thing. In this case, it is just sort of like, oh, and here's another thought that the yeah. character is happening, which is important. Yeah. Whereas what was the book that I read? I can't remember who it was. It was like Grand Theft Astro or something where it <laughs> honestly felt like now here are the four different responses that this person could do you know what i say it felt like a you know choose your own adventure kind yeah, of thing yeah. like what would be the appropriate response so like the the author has got 
four different motivation possible motivations, and now they're going to express them all in um, in the thoughts. But the character's going to say them all out loud because if yes. they just if you just say what they're thinking, that's that's uh, telling. And if you if they say it out loud, that's them showing. It's like yes. oh, it doesn't work that way. Anyway, yes. So besides. Besides. Besides that. Okay. No, no. If someone was saying, besides this and this, let's do that. You know, it's it's just the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I literally had three notes. This is a fantasy science fiction story. No sex adventures, question mark. And besides, I wish I'd never noticed that word. Those are my three notes. After listening to like a 60-hour audiobook, I had literally three sentences. Otherwise, mostly enjoyment. No, not mostly enjoyment. All enjoyment. All enjoyment. Yeah, all enjoyment. Nice. Yeah. It's okay. not bad. I mean, it's a middle book in a big yeah. science fiction so fantasy trilogy. So you are going to continue... Yeah, yeah, I've got it. Like, I don't it's need right to spend there. an audio credit. In a in a month's time, I'll you know, I'll continue on. I've got other novels that I want to read. Right. I've literally got two octopus. Oh, let me give that book a rating. Then we'll move on. Yes. So I'm going to give this book four stars. Yeah. Because why not? Actually, what did I give this book? Uh, what did I give the previous? Let me see. Luke types into the uh, episode S- list sfbmp.com click on episode list and you can find out yeah four stars nice one trilogy number yeah. one four stars um and that was uh, episode 509 then we did time traveler's wife which i gave one stars <laughs> then i'd give shadow and bone uh grusha oh, yeah. verse number one which i gave two stars yeah did you carry on with that tv show or you no. haven't no you didn't get a season no. two. <laughs> uh not actually interested this book getting back up to four stars Good. The next book, uh, yeah. previously I reviewed, I gave two stars. So there's there's not been that many highly rated books which haven't been Peter Hamilton books recently. I yeah. I rated um, uh, Ben Bova's Mars Grand Tour that talk about another book from the 90s, which does not hold up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Children of Time, uh, uh, number three, The Children of by Adrian Tchaikovsky. I reviewed Children of Memory and gave it two stars. Yeah. Meanwhile, you finished um, Children of ruin yes which is the second book in the series yes. and really enjoyed it and we wanted to Absolutely. talk to you about it and like and you were doing quotes from the book and i was like so frustrated that i didn't have the whole book in my memory again <laughs> to talk to you about i just started listening to it again i just downloaded the audiobook and i'm halfway through that so maybe okay. we'll do an episode about that when i finish that book okay which is the um the the, the book from a few years ago which is apparently an octopus science fiction book there's also another book that you've downloaded as an ebook, which is called The Mountain Under the Sea or yes, something, yes. which is another octopus-based science fiction book, yes. which is apparently the best octopus science fiction book since Children Look, of Ruin. Looking forward. Um, so we'll get to that soon. But yeah, so I've got that. So maybe we'll do another episode about Children of Ruin yeah. um, when I finish it, but I'm like only a few hours from the end, so I could probably yeah. finish that up uh, in the next few days. And, uh, and, then, and we are actually we are going on an adventure. Yes, we're going on an adventure. Uh, we're going off to the British Juggling Convention. So we're driving over to um, Ramsgate in the UK, which is in Kent, which yeah. is very handily. You get across the Channel Tunnel. Yeah. And then it's like like half an hour. Well, it's like 40, 45, minutes, you know, 45 minutes, an hour's drive away yeah. from the Channel Tunnel. We don't even have to go on a motorway to get there. No. So we come off out the train and we can just get up there. And so we're being a week in Ramsgate. We're going to eat fish and chips. <gasps> yeah. I'm booked to perform a show, which I've been working on very hard. If you've been following along on Patreon yes. and listening to the juggling podcast that we do. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. If you want to support the Science Fiction Book Review podcast monetarily, we should always just do that at the start of the podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah, really. Get it into yeah into that um so yeah uh, the podcast uh, like there's there's juggling podcasts that we publish on patreon where we've been talking about the development of my new show which i've been working on pretty much for a year it's been in my head but i've been booked to do it for about six months so that's a big work so i'll be performing that in exactly a week's time yeah what is it sunday today in uh, on saturday so it's good to get that project finished it will be and because we do have the long trip we might need something (gasps) to listen to yes what did you just have a revelation? Yes, this is an this is an anniversary episode. Is it? Yeah, we had a uh, we had episode five hundred. Yeah, and we 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 do these big episodes. Yeah, but there's other there's other round number episodes which don't come around very often, and they come around increasingly less often. Oh, what is that? Yeah, let me ring it up. Calculator. Here we go. Eight times. Well, let's let's do it this way. Two times two equals four. So that's one. Eight. Uh, uh, uh. 16. 32. 64. 128. 256. And we are now on episode 512. 
Check it out. Okay. Look it out. It's the nerdiest anniversary. And okay. it just popped into my head as I looked right. up what episode we are there. Okay. And this is a big one because the next anniversary is like 1024. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 50. Twice. You know, yeah. uh, centuries come around, 150s come around. But, you know, orders of magnitude, or powers of two, or whatever mm. it is, they come. No, not orders of magnitude. That is the random. <laughs> Either way, powers of two come around very rarely and exponentially increasingly less uh, less often as well yes so thanks for a sticking f- to us to get to the power two times two to the power of whatever it is to get up oh, to here just click through it you should have counted oh, i could do it okay two times two equals one two three four five six seven eight yeah eight eight so there eight. you go so to, to 512 I don't know why we've literally I wanted to finish up in an hour and now yeah. I got sidetracked onto like oh, 512 Luke is a nerd I'm we've not been a nerd I'm not yeah. look this is a science fiction book review podcast yes, we talk I, about science I guess fiction there's no like will. why would I ever talk about like why would I ever not consider this to be an anniversary episode some people out there might also be excited about that anyway so next episode is going to be a special episode I guess why is it going to be a special episode? Oh, I don't know. No, this oh, was this, this is, was oh, the this anniversary. Was, That's oh. what I'm saying. The last episode, Lee Bard, Bardugo, Shadow and Bone, was 12. I'm saying this. We've just had a special we anniversary. We've just had a special, special um, Power of Two episode. Aww, uh, two nice. times two to the whatever. Eight. I don't know enough about maths to, to, to know what that is. Anyway, we will do in the future exponentially more episodes. But it'll yeah. uh, it'll yeah. take us it'll take us another, um, another thirteen lifetime. years. <laughs> no, how long is this? Yeah, another fifteen years to the the next power of two is going to take us um, uh, another fifteen years to get there. That's what I'm saying. Okay, it's stick around in fifteen years, and when we get to episode uh, one thousand and twenty eight, Luke is going to be 24. like, oh, sorry, one thousand and twenty four. Luke is going to be like, hey, what's uh, oh look? <laughs> Why is your voice suddenly shifting? Because uh, I'm like surprised at the end. Like I'm like, oh, oh. look at this. Powers of two episodes. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Now I'm just barbering. So yeah. Okay, we're gonna find a book that we listen to well, on the, the way. Maybe. Well, maybe maybe we'll do the um, maybe we'll do the octopus one. I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna read it. You've already you've already spent you've already bought it on uh, on. Uh, I, I have it as an ebook. e-book. Maybe. Anyway, I'll we can listen to the audiobook. Okay. I'll find an audiobook to listen to on our drive because we've got like uh, nine hours it takes us to get to Calais. So we, yeah. we have nine hours there, nine hours back. So yeah. we've got a lot of time. So hopefully we'll have a, a fun science fiction book that we'll get to. Okay. Um, which is better than The Time Traveler's Wife or Shadow and Bone. That's a low bar to cross. I think we can I think we can, cro- I think yes. we can uh, clear that bar. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. That's a lot. That's it. Uh, what? <laughs> That's it for much. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.